And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgans, founder of Marknology, host of the Startup Hustle podcast, covering all things Amazon e-commerce. Um, we're going to get into some more stuff today. We're going to talk about creating quality products. Today's guest uh tim from fifth and cherry tim say hello hey how's it going andrew i really really appreciate the opportunity to be here no it's really i'm really glad to have you on um we started chatting a little bit before we went live just about family and perspective and um you know kind of what's important and the highlights of the day and um i think we're gonna have some fun today just getting into trying to get into the same things but in regards to business a little bit so um Tim from Fifth and Cherry. I took a look at your website. Beautiful website, by the way. Thank you. Thank yeah, you very much. Tell. You can't sell quality products with uh, a site that doesn't reflect that. Honestly. I, I, um, you know what's interesting about that? Um, so when we were starting up, so I, um, like I, I've had this dream of starting Fifth and Cherry. It wasn't Fifth and Cherry, though. I've had this dream of doing what we're doing now forever but uh i don't know about you how the age range of the listeners of your podcast but i was sitting behind a desk going i know i can do more right i know that there's something greater out there for me and um and when i say it, it sounds laughable when you say it like uh, i want to bring a block of wood into the world and it's going to change the world <laughs> but if you hear me out here it gets into the website and how and all the verbiage is on the website so i went back to school okay I went back and I got uh, my MBA uh, because there's so many things I didn't, there's so many things I don't know, <laughs> you know, like you don't know what you don't know. And if you've been working and, and, and the work that I do is, was very solid, you know, solitary. And so um, I went back uh, to figure out, wow, there's a lot, I don't know, but it, it starts with product. It, you know, I'm like, okay, I've got, I think I've got the best product. Then where do we design? And the advice that I was getting um, in school was, you know, you just, you know, it's all a uh, minimal viable product. It's all, Hey, just start selling it. And a lot of debate and, um, with a real small group of people that I came to trust and, and my wife, who's the co-founder of uh, fifth and cherry with me. And we ended up going with what you, I think are describing as a high end look on the website. And that is, uh, of course it's by design, but we didn't think that we could introduce our cutting boards. Our cutting boards are the only ones in the world that are still at scale. So we're not just like, we're, we still make them by hand, but it's not like uh, somebody in their garage as a hobbyist yeah. is making them. So at scale, we're making these end grain cherry cutting boards that are still hand clamped and glued. Um, they're they're uh, put together like puzzle pieces. There's no two alike. And we're the only ones that refinish them forever free of charge in the whole world. Like we're the only ones that have this, uh, you know, like they're steel reinforced. We're the only ones doing what we're doing. And we thought, okay, well, how much is this going to cost to do it? Like, so uh, everything that we do here 
is ethical it's either socially or ethically responsible so the wood is harvested in northern new york or northern pennsylvania and it's all certified and they're reforesting it, it everything is done right with the wood and that everything's done right with the craftspeople that work at fifth and cherry and so meaning they're treated well there's benefits the whole nine yards and so there's a price that comes with that and we thought for certain that the website had to match what it is that we're selling right and i if i'm being uh, you know i we were talking about authenticity before we came before we we went live here on the show and uh, i would love to tell you the story of hey we were just selling these and you know like phil knight with nike i was driving around to barbecue competitions and showing people what i had and they and they loved them we planned to go digital from the get-go digital first yeah sure. and um we thought for certain that if you eat with your eyes, the website had a match. Yep. So I love long it. answer. Like, so. like, like my slogan on my website for the longest time was we help brands tell their story on Amazon. And you know, that, that, that right there, what you just said, tell your story took me, oh, I, I don't think, I think if someone said, what's the most important thing you learned to do? It was to distill your value proposition down to a very short sentence or, or like like words. You know, like if say if you said, Hey, what's your story? Well, I, I create products that you only have to buy once, they last forever, and I refinish them free of charge forever. And you know what that makes me do? What what do you sell? You know, people right it brings them in right because i'm like wow that sounds amazing well what do you sell and whatever you sell i'm going to be like okay cutting board why do i need that because i yeah. if it is that i want it, i want it right because and it took me forever like i'd love to tell you this um we created this beautiful website and everybody saw it and they just bought you know but that's not the truth that's not what happened we opened our website like we were ready to launch April 19th of 2019. Everybody knows the first day they opened their web store, right? You're like, okay, the doors are open. Let's go. And we had like surprisingly a lot of traffic. Like we, we did some things right. Created some hype. Not even hype. I don't, I, it was very little hype, <laughs> but we had traffic for some, like, I guess we just a core supporters, okay. some ads that we were running and not one sale. Uh, and so like, if you, like everyone likes to tell the story of they were successful from the get go, or they know they had, no, 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 no. I am redefining the space. I'm taking a product like I, here, I've got one right here. This is the 14 inch. We only make three sides. We make custom, but the three standard size, a 14 inch board. And we're taking a commoditized product and we're redefining what it is. Mm -hmm. That's confusing to consumers. And that took me uh, after two, it, oh gosh, was it a month? It might've been a month. It felt like, it felt like forever. We didn't have one sale. And I, I, so I looked at Tanya, like, I don't know what we're doing wrong here, but I would read through the, like, we're taking out, we have ads on Facebook ads on Instagram ads and Pinterest and the comments that were, I mean, you're, if you can imagine people yelling at their television. Yeah. These are people yelling at Facebook ads, like the gall of you charging, like my 14 inch cutting board is 299. My, I, I have an 18 by 18 inch cutting board. That's 599. My standard 36 inch, it's a three foot long cutting board. It's three inches thick. It's 18 inches wide. Standard size ships in a wooden crate. We still refinish even that one for free. It's $1,100. And the, the people would come and they'd be like the gall of you 
how dare you do this? You know what I mean? And I'm like, God, where's all this hate coming from? <laughs> you know, it's so much vitriol. I wasn't prepared for it. And, I, and we're talking, I'm a Marine, right? I've heard some really yeah. salty things said to me. And I'm like, where's all this hate coming from? But then after I got done being a little hurt, I realized I need to figure out how to sell my product. And so went to the Dallas Market Center. And after the first day, I'm looking around and I realized it's all, um, and we're really careful here because I, I don't want to, I don't want my own, I don't want to mis, I don't want people to misconstrue the words I'm about to say, but I was the only male in this area of the Dallas Market Center. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm watching and nobody would come by my booth. We had a really nice looking booth, you know, uh, wasn't super duper expensive to make, but the, the boards are beautiful, right? And you would think somebody surely would just stop by and say hi. And I realized I couldn't, I didn't even know how to talk to consumers. Mm-hmm. And and the the females around me, the reason why that's important is because the the buyers, the majority of them were females. So the, like, and I'm watching the the nicest lady next to me in her booth, and I, I think she was selling pillows. And she would grab the ladies and they'd walk by and she'd say, Oh, honey, don't you look good in that sweater? And I'm like, I can't, you know, like I, I can't do can't that. that yeah. No, I can't say that. And so I'm like, I go home and I and I'm telling Tanya, my wife, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell to do here. Like, I'm like, did we just make the biggest mistake? Cause I can't even figure this out. We haven't sold the board. I went to the Dallas market center to try to figure out how to talk to consumers. And she goes, look, I'm going to let you feel sorry for yourself for like another few hours here. And then we're going to figure this out. Okay. So get it out of your system now. And uh, the whole plan the next day was, I don't care who walks by the first person that walks by, I'm literally going to just ask them, will you stop and let me talk to you? Mm-hmm. And I did the equivalent of that. And that she became my first customer. And um, you were able to tell the story. I was able to tell the story. And what happened was I went back in all the ads we ran, all the comments. And I, you know, you, you get out the superfluous, right? You get, you get rid of like the negativity and you're like, what are they saying here? Like, what are they saying here? And I realized I wasn't describing my value proposition. I see and this I, all the time. I see this yeah. all the time on, on Amazon specifically. If we're selling a price, and the thing about Amazon is that everyone compare you to your can compare you to your competition right away, right? Like in some places, like you might be the only cutting board in that retail store, let's mm-hmm. say, for example, right? And that's they see your product, that's what they see. Okay, maybe they have smartphone, then get on Amazon price check on Amazon, but they're they're on Amazon, right? So on Amazon, you've got everything displayed right next to each other. So you have to try like photography is even more important. Number one, because you need to catch their attention because everybody's lined up next to each other. So how does the product look right? That photo needs to be banging, so to speak. And then like, then they click in through the product and this is like your website looks great. This is the part where your website looks great. Not people coming to the website. The thing with Amazon is people are already on Amazon, Mm -hmm. so I don't have to get them there. Right. It's just demand capture. I'm not generating people to know about my website. So, you know, on Amazon, it's, but it's that photo in the review that super matters, right? You get that person to click and then your photos got to, in a short amount of time, not only did you need to get the right customer there, a customer that's not scared off by your price point if you're selling a higher priced mm-hmm. item, but one that's clicking on you probably because of reviews speaking to your, your price point. And then, uh, you know, from there it's, okay, in my amount of photos and a short amount of bullet points or like, you know, some text here, I need to tell the customer why they need to spend maybe three X more than the next competitor next to me, which I've had to do. And that comes down to just like, 
that that art that kind of art of 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 telling a story whether it's like how good this is going to look in your house how much time this will save you why quality matters over value over price not being the only value proposition like call out those features um and it's essentially that same thing as an in-person word of mouth conversation where someone you know is recommending another product and that's what we're trying to do um how you know, long do you do you think you have? How long time wise? If I if I can ask a question, because I'm yeah. I'm gonna learn here too. How long do you think time wise you have to do that with a consumer on Amazon? Is it is it like is it ten seconds? Is it is it? Well, Amazon doesn't give us by the second data like a website does. Okay, um, so that's disappointing. Um, but you know the conversion rate on Amazon compared to a website can be very high. Sure. Um, like, let's say like the web average, if you were to Google, it would say like an average conversion rate is about 3% on a website. Mm -hmm. um, I have listings on Amazon that are at 48% conversion rate. So sure. that's a high, crazy conversion rate, right? But like, that is the possibility, like, and I'm in the 30s all the time. So it's a different game, because I think on in Google and on the web, people are searching informationally. They want to do research. They want to, you know, they're asking questions into Google and like, what is the best laptop briefcase in 2021, right? They type that in and then maybe it's a blog list or a Pinterest list or something like that. Um, on Amazon, they're typing in laptop briefcase. They don't ask questions. It's more like direct searching. Oh, that's interesting. So it's a little bit different process, I think. Um, so like a lot of times when they're finding stuff, I don't think they're like, they're not reading articles and things like that. So it's a little bit less time. Uh, sure. I guess that they need, you know, um, but they read reviews. Um, you know, some customers read everything. Some of them, it's like they don't even read the bullet points. So it's like really important in the photos. Maybe they just literally are like, I'm a visual learner versus like they don't read, you know. Um, so it, like we as we can't just complain about that. So like as the brand, you know, thinking as the brand, we're like, well, if they're just going to look at the photos. Let's make sure in the photos they know everything they need to know. Um, you know, really, really quickly. So I don't have a time slot, but I, I would assume it's pretty short. How much? Because I'm of the school that I think brand matters. So let me just before I say brand matters, if you don't have the product to back up what you're purporting to be as a brand, nothing matters. Huge. Mistake. Like, yeah, you're you're going to go out of business. So let's start from the point that you have a solid product. I believe, and this isn't hyperbole on my part. It might sound like it. I believe we actually do have the best cutting board in the world. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's not me like cheerleading my, I think we've constructed, I, I know it'll last forever. And because I can maintain it for you, it'll, 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 you can hand it down. There's a whole emotional appeal to the, to the product as well that we can get into in a little bit. But in Amazon world, I, I'm very curious because we're not on Amazon. And so I'm, I'm very curious, how much does brand matter? on Amazon with the average consumer? So Amazon's gone through an evolution. Okay. So like I've been doing this on nine for nine years, seven years on my own with Marknology. Um, and a lot has changed in regards to brand over that time. So at first, like no brands were managing their own stuff. It was Amazon buying basically at a wholesale relationship and putting it up. Um, then they started adding brand registry one brand registry 2.0, which are like, these features that brands can have if they register with a trademark to be able to enhance their listings. So with brand registry, we can create these pages that are almost like a magazine insert. Okay. Um, right. Like, which is like, you can tell a lot of story in a magazine insert, you know, and then you can click on the brand name and it goes almost to like 
a reflection of your website. So we try to make those storefronts emulate their website look so that there's some brand cohesiveness because we think mm -hmm. it's really important. And I got my start um, as a corporate e-commerce manager and I was just super passionate about e-commerce and was making wins on Amazon. But I was learning the challenges that the brand had when it came to Amazon from map pricing to resellers being on there to like other people listing their products and not updating labels or not updating new packaging. It was just a hot mess. Right. And I kind of, I, I knew little then, but it was enough to kind of spark my interest to pay attention to that space. And I was like, I, I worked with Adidas on this like project. I shouldn't have really probably been in the room on, but like, <laughs> There wasn't a lot of Amazon talent. They found me on Upwork.com and that agency like white labeled me. And then I was working with Adidas and I was like, they had like more brand rights than probably a lot of the other little sellers I was working with that were just like selling a commodity product. Cause there is this like huge market of commodity products that aren't trying to have a brand on Amazon. They were like the first comers to Amazon because the big brands were slow. And so now the big brands are coming and have better products than some of those commodity products and they're pushing them out a little bit. So there's both. Because I've got the mindset that um, like it's one of three things in retail, I, I think, in retail. Like I, I've got a lot of thoughts on retail. You probably this is, this is I hope we're friends after this because I got a lot of things to ask you. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you I didn't think I'd have questions. I didn't I didn't really have any expectations. Uh, I was just joining and being in the no, moment with fire you. Away. Let's go. Yeah. But I think that if you're one of three things when it comes to retail, like if you're Amazon, like your your platform, like excuse me, you're the biggest, right? And so you're Amazon. If you're um, like a Ferrari or what I hope to become, you know, at Fifth and Cherry, like your specialty, your niche, and you, you your your luxury almost. So you fill that need, or or you're a platform, like your Facebook is a platform or Shopify is is a platform so if you're not one of those three things doesn't that just kind of make you sears like you said the word commodity and i i i think that's the i think waking up one day and realizing you're a commodity or you've been commoditized is like the worst thing that that you can realize as an entrepreneur because how do you fight that battle how do you stand out and i gotta be honest i didn't start like well the, the answer is the answer is easy create quality product. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. That's how that, you don't, you can't, if you're just creating something that everyone else can create yeah. with no value add, with no, you're not continuing to innovate. Like if you, you know, you're not create continuing to try to be the best or provide the best service, um, you will get passed and shame on you. But like at some point that person quit, you know, there, it was either yeah. just for the profit or they quit trying to, you know, create something great. Because what I'm doing is I, I mean, look, if the delusions of grandeur, you know, I, I want to be one of these companies so badly that, you know, you just, we just open the doors and we can keep the product in stock, but that is not my reality, you know, because, and I realized, you know, do I want to, not like it has to be a choice. It's not either or, but if I was a $20 commoditized product, you know, advertising on Facebook, I, I think we'd have the world by the tail right now, but I don't know how long that lasts because I can't make a $20 product in the United States, like I do right now, you know what I'm saying? And so it's a little slower. It requires an immense amount of patience. You need to, more branding. Yeah. Well, I need amplification of my message. Yeah. Just when you have a, when you have, yeah. Amplification of the message is more yeah. of a long game to sell yep. a high end product than it is. To, I can create a private labeled business and start 
crushing sales because people aren't having to make a decision at that price point. They're not having to make a decision that's like, you know what, this is a product I'm, this is my bike that I'm going to have for 10 years. I hope the, the bicycle never breaks down and I want real quality. Why? Because it's a bike. Like, you know, people, it's, people are, it's funny. Are you, do you bike? Um, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So that's a real high end item uh, that you just mentioned. And I study, like I study the science of high end items. And at the end of the day, every time I'm thinking about a high end item, it's usually uh, service that's along with it. And if you think about the, like the everyday, like just mind numbingly bad interactions we have with commerce as consumers every day. And they're like, would you pay a little bit more for better service? Oh yeah. Would, yeah. Like, like I think I think about it at the grocery store where you gotta do your own checkout. Um, you've got the Kroger, right, in uh, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got the curse of the Kroger here in Texas. And so, uh, not that Kroger is an awful store, but the checkout process is 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 horrible because it's it's there's nobody that, that you know like it's all self service now, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then they're they're none of us it, get training. None of us get training. On <laughs> well, they don't give you the little barcode thing to fix your own problem when it, when it jams up because it didn't realize you already put the item in the bag. And so, like, but I, I'm like, God, I would pay more to to go to a store. I don't know how much more, but I know I'd pay more if you if the if the tagline was "Never wait in line." <laughs> you know, like we have someone following you around, just scanning right right after you. Just leave. Just leave. Well, it's all been scanned. Well, I already had an idea for you. Okay, so it was essentially, it's probably like Amazon will come out with this soon, but it was essentially like when you put the item in your oh, I've seen this, yeah, in your cart, you know, it's essentially scanning it for you. And yeah, you and so like with bicycles, you, boom, you like, just walk right out. Yeah, like if you had the opportunity to buy a really high end bike, and I don't know bike bike brands, the only thing that comes to mind is called Trek, and I'm quite sure someone who listens goes, dude, don't know what the hell he's talking about bikes. I know that, but like if you said this bike comes with road service, like just bring it in. Like if it's mangled up, you somehow flipped it, just bring it in. We're going to, we'll unbend the frame. We'll take care of it for you. You'd probably buy that bike. Same thing with a car. Like they, they, they package it now. Like, Hey, if you lease the car, just bring it in for service. That way they can sell the damn thing again. They're like, Oh my God, it's going to be, not only am I paying more for it, blah, 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 but like they're going to keep it in service. They've got your business. They've guaranteed that at some level. Yep. They're probably even getting uh, some kind of like rebate from the manufacturer that they're offering that for. It's all tied in. It's all vertical. Yeah. Think about so, men's boots, right? Like men's boots is a product Oh yeah. that we, you can continue to shine them. You can continue to get them serviced. If you have a good, like um, shoe guy, you know, <laughs> uh, like, so I've had this conversation a lot when it comes to Amazon. And in my early days, I spent a lot more time convincing people than I do now uh, because I mean, the proof is in the pudding, like at some point do your research and you'll know, um, you know, that, and then I'm like, I'm trying to work with brands that are, I'm not having convinced them to sell on the platform more so convince them to choose us to work with. Um, oh, sure. You know, if that makes sense. Um, sense. And, you know, you said that you get, you have the best cutting board in the world. Um, you know, I try to stay humble and say that I think, uh, on a lot of levels, like expertise wise, I would think, I think my team is top 10 in the world when yeah. it comes to Amazon agencies. Um, no, we have a long way to go as far as like all our SOPs and getting organized completely and mm -hmm. trainings and all those things that big agencies have, but expertise wise, I'm not sure there's anyone that works harder or more outside the box when it comes to, to Amazon strategy. And that's, it's interesting how you phrase it that way. Uh, like it takes, like I, when I describe, um, it's interesting how you, cause you said the word humble, like 
I'm more, I don't have, I, Fifth and Cherry produces the best cutting board in the world, but it's the art, it's the craftspeople. Right that do it. I'm, I'm proud of them. Like that's the, that's the exuberance, you know, that, that is coming out of me for them. Like, cause if you think about it, if anyone has seen um, our packaging, um, it's, I, I gotta tell you what, I, we can talk, if, let's talk about packaging for a second. Okay. Not a waste of money. Okay. Because I literally at, at about, it's a uh, five o'clock, it's after five o'clock now mm-hmm. at my call at two fifteen was with a couple of guys I'm building a brand with mm-hmm. and I ordered five of the competitors products a few months back um, and looked at packaging because mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Um, you know, and the guys on the other side of my call are not branding guys. Okay. So they're more like the numbers guys, mm-hmm. you know, and, and idea guys, but numbers guys. And um, you know, one of my main value adds to the product uh, like one of the most, I put it on the top three priority things as we're developing this product is the packaging. Because I think that with good packaging, well thought out packaging, it's in our digital world or, that we're in now, a digital first world, it becomes the experience. It becomes the customer service rep that's in that store in a brick and mortar telling you about the product that you then go home with. It's all those things. And preach, like, preach, preach. And so, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm like, like, let's do it right, you know? Yeah. And so like, and this was a big, like I get asked about packaging a lot from people in like that, that know I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur and, and they're developing products and it was a huge investment. Like I, we're self-funded, right? So it's not a bunch of VCs coming in to stumping a bunch of money and we can just make, like it took, I mean, our packaging's here in the States. And so like, it's, it's, um, we, we designed it here in the States. And so it's this immaculate box and in the quant I'm not afraid to admit this in the quantities that we had to order when we first started, the packaging cost more than my board and no one gives a rats behind. They're like, well, Hey, is there like some kind of veteran discount or like handsome dude discount or like I'm short, I could be taller discount. Do you got anything for me? And nothing, you know? And so it's a, when, but it meant so much to me. So like, if you go to the website, speaking of the website again, I'll, I will circle this back to packaging. I'll tie it all in. So um, when you go to the homepage and I, I, I wish the about us page was the homepage to be quite frank with you, because it tells why we're doing what we're doing. And mm-hmm. it's so important that people understand this, but when you go to the homepage, you get the sense that it's a gift and that's done completely on purpose. So the cutting board industry as a, as a whole, the TAM is only uh, the total addressable market is only like 31 million, but the gift giving industry is 136 billion smart. And so I wanted to make sure that people understood that you give these as gifts. Like it, it, that was my intention. Like I get, I used to get dinged uh, by people. Going, Why would you make a product? Because the subscription economy is such a big deal. Why would you make a product that people only buy once? I think I said, I think you're wrong about that. And there's always a line in the sand where an entrepreneur has to go with their gut, right? There's, it's, it's something that you're going to fight for. It's like, okay, is this matter to me or does this matter to me? And people are going to and the people that are advising you or, or talking to you and you just got to go, no, we're just going to go in this direction. And it was the gift imagery. And so with that, uh, at, at Tanya, and this is all Tanya, this isn't me designing it. Her eye is, she doesn't fancy herself a designer, but let me tell you something. I'm She's looking smart. at it now. It's beautiful. Thank you. And this box, so the, so the craftspeople, the reason why I'm so, I'm so, I'm telling you, man, there's, 
there might be people that work as hard. I don't think there's anyone as talented as the people that make these boards. Um, they, it's a living product. You know, wood expands, contracts, like we're, we're shaping it. But the box has different levels to it, and it, it's got a tolerance of sixteenths of an inch. And so there, it's velvet lined. Uh, it's got this satin strap, so you can eject the board from the box elegantly. And, okay. Yeah, and and like it's all thought out. And the board though has to fit in the top. Like the boxes are all made. Like they're made by machines, right? They're all they've all got a standard size. Here, I'm asking the people in Reading, Pennsylvania, who make our boards, these wonderful human beings. Oh, by the way, don't mess up the tolerances on the board. Don't don't not have your coffee in the morning because if they don't fit that's going to cost me a ton of money to get them to fit. Like I can't put it in the box. I can't ship it. And someone can't have this experience. Like it's the most amazing thing. And they nail it every freaking time. Like I have not yet had one board in the history of shipping all these boards where it hasn't fit. I love that. Oh, and, and so inside of the box, I wanted to, I wanted, if you give a fifth and cherry board, like, so I, I don't drink any, like I, I, I don't drink because I don't want to be fat, right? So it's a keto decision. Uh, like I, I haven't had uh, a drop of to drink since uh, 2019. Okay, congratulations. So I don't even, I'm just on fat. Like I used to weigh like- Health six, is good. Health is good to focus on. 60 pounds more. So- And like being I, an entrepreneur is stressful. So there's oh, extra things we have to do to keep control of our bodies, you know? I had at least 20 pounds of Guinness weight on me. I love, I love coffee. I love dark those dark, robust type beers, you know, like, mm -hmm. don't, don't give me no half of ice. I mean, give me, give me something that that's stout. And, um, well, it turns out I, I, that just goes right to my face. And so, uh, um, gosh, I just made myself stupid with that joke. And so, um, no, if we're, if we're gifting, oh, but, yeah. but if you're, so, if you give this gift to someone, so wine is lost on me. So if you, if you gave me a $300 bottle of wine, I wouldn't be able to look at the label and go, it's not Reuniti. You know, it's not, this isn't Ernest and Gallo. Like I wouldn't know because wine is, it's the ambivalent, like there's like 30 different labels, you know what I mean? And I don't know what, I don't know what the hell wine costs because I'm not a winophile, if that's a word. And so when you give a fifth and cherry board to someone, I mean, I know how much it costs. You as the gifter know how much it costs, but the gift D doesn't. And so it starts with this box, right? And you don't like, so the uh, 18 by 18 weighs 15 pounds with the box. It, it's probably like three pounds more. The 14 weighs uh, a certain, like it, 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 it's heavy, man. You've got a small child in your lap. And so you don't know what it is. You open it up. It says fifth and cherry. You've not heard of my brand and you open it. And then there's this letter. There's this letter on uh, translucent parchment vellum paper. And it explains in detail the love that is in this board and the love that the person who gave it to you has for you. And it's just a little bit smaller. It's an odd size. We had to create special just for the boards. It And we don't, it just stays there. I don't know how it stays awake. We don't tape it. We don't affix it. It just literally stays there. I don't know how. I think it's like a static thing. It's weird. But anyway, it's the coolest thing. You open up the lid. There's this letter and we get, we get videos back of people crying. And I got to tell you what, it makes me cry because the whole purpose of the board, the like, well, why would, why does the world, well, first off the world, 
why does the world need this cutting board? And if you go, well, the world doesn't. The world could just have plastic cutting boards, cheap, cheap ass cutting boards, throw them away, fill the landfills up. Who cares? No, no, no. The cutting board, you come to find out is, uh, let me show you, it's, it's got a serial number on it. We're the only ones in the world that put a serial number on our cutting boards. I can tell you, uh, the wood, the craftsperson, I can tell you everything about the board by that serial number. But the reason why we do that is because in the letter, it explains that you're to hand that board down when you're ready. Because most people, when they go to the kitchen, which I believe is the center of all activity in life, they learn to cook with their grandmother. It's their dad that might've taught them how to carve that first turkey. Like the first awkward date meal, everyone has it. The first awkward date meal that you made for the person you love, or you did something together, it's centered in the kitchen. And so when the time comes that we're not gonna be here, the person that is still here is left behind. When they pull out that cutting board, they're going to think of you right away. They can't not think of you. Like the platforms that we have right now, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, they might not be here in 20 years. But like just the, the most tangible things that we have in life are the things we touch physically or the smells, the scents like bread or or you go into the kitchen like that was that's chocolate chip cookies. I used to make those with my mom at Christmas. And it takes you right back. And so with the tangibility of memories, the board is packaged so you know right away like i don't leave any ambiguity i don't want you to have to assume why this board is in this box you know that this board is nothing but it's transient in your life it's meant to bring people together and then when the time comes it's meant to be handed down like a coat of arms of memories for a family or or loved ones and then that person uses it and then it and then that person uses it and let me tell you something, nobody's doing that. And so uh, the whole purpose, like, why does the world need this? Because in, in the most connected world we could ever live in, we've never been separated more. Yeah. And now I can ensure that you are always connected to the people that you love, that the stories will live on forever. And... I didn't have that vision until I just about ruined my wife's cutting board, her grandmother's heirloom cutting board. Tanya was going to go get um, uh, her bridal bridal shower. It's 2015. Her bridal shower, um, maple cutting board, just long grain. And it thing looked decrepit. Like it, it, it wasn't, you, you wouldn't know it from Adam, right? Like just beat up and ratty, but it meant something to her. You know, and I didn't really, I didn't uh -huh. quite understand that. Uh, so she left, I was left to my own devices. I cut onions on it, making myself dinner and I couldn't get the smell out. Like I washed it and I'm like, I couldn't so I put it in the dishwasher. And so I wake up next morning, I'm leaving to go get the suits for my groomsmen and I'm having them made up in Pennsylvania and, uh, open it up and I pull it out and it comes off in three pieces and I only have the top piece in my hand. And I'm like, so, so luckily, uh, I grew up in the woodworking industry. That's how, um, this all came about. I chose a different life though. I never went into the business. I used to, the person there's, there's photographs on the website. There's an African-American gentleman named Alfred. I swept the floors at his feet. He's the one who taught me how to make these. Like he's making them right now. Like I've known Alfred since I was six. You know, the people just don't leave at the shop. Like they've been there forever, their family. And so I never went into the business. Um, and I'm like, Oh, 
So I, I'm going home though. And I still wasn't thinking about going into the business, but I still, I wanted to figure out how to keep the shop going. Like I want the shop to outlive, you know, what my parents created with custom kitchens and stuff. And so I had this cutting board, like it, just like the one, like the end grain, end grain cherry. I had one of these, my dad, we gave them away with the kitchens we were making for years for free. We never sold them. Okay. And everyone who ever saw it thought it was the most beautiful thing. And like it all came together at the same time where uh, I take it back home and I look at my dad and I'm like, can you help? He goes, yeah, I'll just send it back to you. So um, I realized it came back like two weeks later and the whole time, Tanya didn't even know, like she didn't miss it. And, I, and like, I'm doing everything, like either I'm cooking dinner or like we should go out to eat, you know, Smart. like one, one of those things. And then it shows up and I said, I look in the box. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the box. She goes, what did you order? I'm like, it's your cutting board. She goes, what do you mean? I tell her the whole story. And I said, Tanya, this is, this is a sign. It's better than new. Like it came back better than new. And I realized like right away, like it just like, this is like the dream where you have the epiphany moment and it all just hits you at once. Like this is your life's mission. I realized the refinishing, the refurbishing, it saved all the memories. Her grandmother lives on forever. Like, it, of course she would be up here, but her grandmother. It's a, it's, a, it's a thing in, it's a green light in life. You know, you see it yeah. and um, I have this like, not and not to cut you off, but no, I, I, I have this moment kind of in my own life recently. It's not a cutting board. And that was the best pitch for a product I've ever heard, by the way. So, oh, I mean, well, thank bad. you. You're welcome. But um, it was uh, my uncle passed two years ago, mm -hmm. and um, we're pretty close. And he had this set of speakers. He was like sick later in life, and he had mm -hmm. this set of speakers, these like really nice speakers. And um, they're Klipsch and just like the big oh, tower, yeah. the big set, you know. Uh, it was like old vintage set that he had had for a long time. And, um, he was always bragging on him and he'd like, uh, he didn't have him set up for like in the, in the place he was at. Um, but I can just remember as a boy, like I'm talking about these speakers. And so when he passed, I like, I got me a head unit and, um, you know, bought him off my aunt for a couple hundred bucks, but like every, like it feels, it fills my whole house. It's seven of them, you know? So it's just like a big set and, um, you know, speakers can last a long time. And, um, anytime they're on you know i'm just like it's that that connection right yeah. it's just like by putting it on i'm hearing it, it sounds great it sounds amazing actually it's like a concert during the pandemic and it's like uh it's that that memory this is like it holds all the memories if that makes yeah. sense yeah and that's and like the world doesn't need another cutting board but the world does need to have a way that we can just be connected forever and so uh, as I circle back to packaging, packaging matters. It does. It absolutely matters because it, it sets the tone for what you're trying to convey to your consumer. Like I want my consumer to know right away how much I love them. One, oh my gosh, I couldn't, I, like most people, like it's interesting. 20% uh, of our business is repeat customer. So it's not, buying multiple gifts for people probably because of how many times the people like the first gift so it, it's 20 it's 20 percent repeat customer and about this and it's a different 20 percent. they're buying multiple boards at the same time okay and so i don't know what it's like for other luxury products 
you know, maybe you're the person that always goes back to uh, Tiffany's. I, I don't know, you know, but I know I feel, I feel a little bit vindicated by that, but I know that it starts with that consumer experience. Like it starts with that experience of the packaging. And- well, as someone, as someone that's worked with over 300 brands at Marknology, um, I have a good list of what works and what doesn't work and my wins and losses with those brands, you know, and why didn't this product work? Why didn't this product work? Why didn't this product work? Um, I've had a lot of attempts, a lot of at bats, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And um, I can sell a turd. I 100% can sell a turd. Um, But I know at the end of the day, that's just a temporary fix. I'm going to start selling a turd. I'm going to make it look amazing um, on an Amazon at least. And then the reviews are going to start coming in and the returns are going to start coming in and the profitability is gone. Then, you know, we're at the end of the day. So like even at the beginning, um, I'm I'm never trying to sell a turd. Even if I can sell the crap out of it on my end is because it's not going to be anything lasting. It's a waste of time. You know, so that quality, it literally starts with the quality. If I see a product, a brand comes to me, a manufacturer comes to me with a product that's packaged well, that's like ready for success, you know, my eyes light up. I'm more excited because I know that we have a product that we might win with. And I'm trying to pick winners, you know, honestly, like I'm trying to pick winners. I remember the first time this was like probably six years ago before I was even like maybe on my own full time. I can't remember. And I had a brand come up to me um jj suspenders if you guys want to look them up and um it was in the early days i was still like on my freelancer site i was still convincing people to be on amazon and to work with me the double dip and um people just weren't into the marketplace and everyone thought it was just cheap products and yeah he was uh selling men's suspenders um high-end men's suspenders okay so a hundred dollars 120 dollars for the the high-end ones um you know and they're just like it's not ridiculous depending on like kind of what event you're going to, but like the rest of the products on Amazon were like $20 suspenders, right? Mm-hmm. High and they're thinking hot topic. They're thinking like, you know, um, com- more commodity. Yeah. And, you know, it, I think we, we went back and forth for like seven months. And in the first year, our first 12 months on Amazon, and I was like, I believed we could sell them, but I wasn't sure. Right. Like I didn't know I'm still learning at this time. And, you know, I'm looking at the competition. I'm like, well, I'm about to try to sell a product that's 4X, 5X, the next price on, mm-hmm. in this product category. Um, and, and But I just kept coming back to the thinking that even though there wasn't the data to say, hey, there's a competitor already doing this. I just, I would look at the search volume and see that there was a lot of search volume for men's suspenders, men's formal wear, like, you know, those types of generic searches that would lead to wanting to show a product like that. So I'm like, so they're selling suspenders. There's a high demand for it um you know why wouldn't this work and we did over a hundred thousand our first year and you know i've had more successful brands or less um but i it was not a um we won right Mm -hmm. like we we put men's formal suspend we started selling the crap out of men's high-end suspenders on amazon like 4x 5x the competition um really just kind of dipping our toe in at the time and it was a lesson to me um you know that just because someone hasn't done it before doesn't mean that it's not a great idea, you know, and that there is a demand for quality. Um, you know, in my mind, I just kept doing the justification that was like, look, I like, I like fashion. I'm a guy that mm-hmm. likes fashion. I've lived all over the world. Um, it's a way to express yourself, like, you know, when words or color of skin or other things do not, you know. Um, and so it's always been a thing for me. And I'm like, look, I live in the Midwest. 
I live in Kansas City. Uh, it's not like the fashion capital of the world. There's not like we don't have all the shops you that you can dream up. It's not New York. It's not L.A. Um, and there's a lot of stuff I buy online because I can't get it here. I can't go unless I go to Nordstrom or Macy's. Um, they're not going to have like suspenders besides Hot Topic. So those are probably the two places I could go to get something cool. And they're definitely not going to be unique. They're going to be black. They're going to be brown. Yeah. I, you know, so it was like, look, if I have that need and I'm just Joe Schmo, like I'm sure there's like, you know, demand. And so that's kind of like how I was, um, you know, really approaching something that hadn't been done before. And that's what makes me think of the boards like, you know, and you've got this high end board. Well, people want it, um, you know, and there is more work to be done um, because if you have reputation, reputation can sell high end stuff um you know yeah um, and that can carry you um it's interesting you say that because like i so i was with we signed um we're the only end grain cutting board uh to sign Do you, have you ever heard of big green egg they're a kamado style bar they're the largest barbecue manufacturer in the world for these kamado style barbecues okay. and they're they're really um they're the best constructed they're really high end and like uh, the barbecue community is where we found our niche. Okay. Um, uh, really, like as much as I've been talking about gifting, uh, we, 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 we did the World Food Championships in 2019 and the barbecue community found us after Big Green Eggs competitor, believe it or not, come on. Makes sense because um, it connects you with people that have already invested in other yeah. items that are high in. For yeah. And so uh, uh, the fellas that were doing the demos for Kamado Joe were the nicest people in the world. Like, I believe in guardian angels. Like, I believe that there's things that happen in life for reasons that are just bigger. That's why I say yes to pretty much. I, like, I think no is the easiest word. I think it's a dangerous word. I don't. I don't believe in no. I, I'd rather ask questions if I don't understand something than just say no. You know. It's so easy. I think people like no is a power word. And I just, I want to get to the best answer. I want to get to the best relationship. And so I like to say yes to things. So Kamado Joe walks by. Do you mind if we use your boards at the, at this barbecue demonstration? No, I'll take them, man. That'd be great. Thanks. Thanks for the help. So this fella named Kelly takes our board and he proceeds to cut 800 pounds of meat on our 18 inch board over the course of two and a half days. He comes and grabs me. I thought something happened to the board. He comes and grabs me from where I was. And he goes, you got to come see this. And he goes, well, feel that. And I, and I feel it. I'm like, I don't feel anything. He goes, yeah, no kidding. I've been cutting 800. I cut 800 pounds of uh, like chicken, uh, brisket, like all ribs. I mean, hacking at the damn thing. And he goes, there's no knife marks. And so we only use Engrain Cherry because it's the most forgiving wood. And so not soft, but not too hard. So wood's measured in Janko. And so you want a Janka rating of a 900 to 1,000 for your cutting board because if you've invested in your knives, end grain cherry will actually, it's like a zipper effect. When you cut and you pull it back, it kind of heals itself, but it won't roll your knife blade. And like if you go anywhere below uh, like uh, gum tree or, or plastics, they're too soft. So you're, you're grooving your board and that's bacteria. If you go oak, walnut, uh, the, the, the tropical woods, which you shouldn't use anyway, I uh, think mahogany, um, uh, teak. Uh, what happens is that 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 surface is too hard, and you're and you're dulling your knife blade right away. The food that you cut isn't what dulls a knife blade; it's the surface that you cut on. And so he says to me, "My knives are just as sharp as when I started, and I can't feel anything on this board. This is amazing." I ran and I grabbed Tanya. She was talking to a customer. 
I said, you got to see this, like this board, I can't believe it. And the customer is the one who did this. This is how we broke into the barbecue community. And it was really a customer who did it for us. She goes, you got to go tape this testimonial. I'll tape it. You go. And I go, Tanya, you need to go. And so we walk over there. Tanya literally is just standing next to Kelly. Kelly's like, this is Kelly from Kamado Joe. I want to thank folks from Fifth and Cherry. Like, God, feel this board. You can't feel it's like a proof of life video. Like someone's been kidnapped and so it's, it's so bad, but it's so beautiful. Yeah. And so that, yeah, that video for us went viral has over like 50,000 views for us is viral. Okay. So it's all about, you know, like we had no views of videos and then we had 50,000 views and the barbecue community is who I forget why I'm telling you this story now, but the barbecue community is who accepted us. And why was I telling you this story again? Uh, (laughs) Oh, Oh, big green egg. So we signed our first big deal uh, with Big Green Egg, and it was uh, it was an amazing. It was because of the packaging. It was because of the quality, and so I believe that the high. If you strive to make the best product first and you package it right, though, it just takes patience. Yeah, because wow. that's affirmation for me. Like we literally like almost had that. Like it came out of my mouth almost the same way um in my meeting earlier you know just about the packaging and it was uh do we want to plan for like three products or we want to just plan for this one and make this one as best as we can and like do we want a basic and a premium and um you know i was like no i just want to make one as if it's the only one we're making and make it awesome and if it works then we can think about how to make a premium if that's the next move like something make it a little bit better but i don't want to leave room because we know we're creating a premium like we're going to make this one less um so there's a there's a ton of products out there right now they're just high priced to be high priced and, and that uh, there's a cynicism they're actually quality yeah and and i think that's the shame of it all because um i think cynicism is a disease you know, mm-hmm. you go through, I mean, it's okay to be cynical about some things. I get that. I, I look I, for that. You and I were talking, but your audience doesn't know. Oh, car, pardon me. Your audience doesn't know. I was a Marine. I, I did three times to Iraq. I flew helicopters. Like I, I've got the whole cynicism thing down. I I just think it's a disease at some points in our lives. And I, when people see the price, I call, points, it a, I call that a, a must be nice mindset. You know, uh, like we've yeah. all done it. We've all done yeah. it. But like, you just got those people that must be nice. You know, it must, be, it must be nice to have three hundred dollars to buy a board. It must be nice yeah. to, you know, own your own company. It must be nice to, you know, uh, like, you like, the, you know, I was working hundred hour weeks for. Yeah, the stress for, of this, and then you look around. Like, I'll look at Tanya some moments, and I'm like, what could we have done with all that energy and time? And like, we're self funded. Like, we're we're plowing through this 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 territory because I have this grander vision. That uh, look, I think that I'm going to change. If you said, Tim, what do you think you're going to do? Like, what's your grand plan here? I think I'm going to change retail forever. Look, and now I know that there's always going to be uh, different levels, but my goal is to get rid of warranties. Like you should, it shouldn't be jump through 16 hoops, all of them smaller, 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 smaller to the point where you can't, you can't get the product that you invested in. If you didn't store it on a, uh, bookshelf the entire yeah. time. Your warranty is no longer valid. Like, yeah, like and I, I didn't need to keep my phone on a bookshelf the entire time. Like, you know, yeah. it just makes sense. Like, I, I believe that, like COVID, about to say something so so almost like I'll use the word dumb. COVID is bad. Like, COVID is horrible, right? But 
I believe now the world, because of this horrible, horrible thing, is gravitated to where my heart has always been, right? Like the superfluous is gone. Like we're we're not going to deal with all this other nonsense. Now it's about like, hey, can we just, can we not get mom and dad sick? Like I haven't seen my parents in a year. I'm, I'm a mama's boy. I text my mom every morning. I say goodnight to her. And at the end of the day, I send both my mom and my dad pictures of the kids I've taken throughout the day or the daycare has sent back to us. We have a three-year-old and a, uh, today she's 10 months old and, and my daughter, Reagan, she was 12. And like, I think now like the world is ready for, they're done with junk. Like if you ever go to a Goodwill or, or your thrift shop, it's the shelves are filled with wasted purchases often they're just like why did we buy the george foreman girl we didn't need like three of those you know and i want to sell you one thing and then i'm going to start that's it and if if we had someone uh out of all the boards we've sold i still think it's single digits that we've had it like someone's done something something's happened to the board where we've had to take it back oftentimes they drop them you know, like there's like we make it the boards reversible. Uh, it can get slippery. You know, it's 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 a piece of wood. And so they'll drop them. And, and that when they fall from about five feet, that's when a crack can happen. That's the only time uh, that we found cracks occur. I'll give you a new board. If I can't fix it, I'm just going to give you a new board. I don't care. I care that you bought my product. I care that it's get a replacement or. You know, I'm not, yeah, or if you gave it as a gift, like I don't, you can register your board. We'd love it if you did, but if you don't, and somehow the board it got sold at a yard sale and six people have it from there, I don't care. I'm going to take care of it because they, someone might say, well, that's a lot of money. That's, that, that's, that's dumb. Take the cynical glasses off, man. Like that board has my name on it. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's one of the most beautiful things in your home. I want to be represented well every day that you are proud and you're proud to display it. And so, yeah, give me the opportunity to make whatever is wrong, right? Let me keep it beautiful for you. And then from there, I'm going to come in. And this is why I think brand is so important that there, when they say the words fifth and cherry, refinished forever, free, refinished forever, refinished forever, taking care of customer service. And I say Costco to somebody, you can take anything back to Costco. I, I stood in line once. This is not hyperbole or some kind of fake story. I was in line once. My wife was there and a woman, be, the woman in front of us returned a chicken. Ma'am, what's wrong with the chicken? I left it in the car. They took it back. And I'm like, what? No, I'm like, that's why I'm here. Well, that... <laughs> That in the clean bathrooms, when your son has to go to the bathroom, you're not grossed out by the bathrooms in Costco. Like there's a level, like when you got young kids, man, there's a level of bathroom you don't want to go to. We can rank them if you want, but I think it's gotta be like, it's gas station is, is no, like that's, that's the bottom tier McDonald's. Can we get rid of those hand dryers? I need towels. Like I'm yelling, Remy, don't touch anything. Gosh, darn it. Like, but when you go to Costco, that is like the king of clean, man. They got a pride in those bathrooms. You guys have a quick trip in Texas? What's that? Oh, yeah, we got quick trip. Are they clean? clean, At least where I'm at. Like, I feel like if I'm going to go into a gas station, I'll risk a quick trip because they their staff is just like they're machines. Like, I don't want a gas station, but I I feel like the quick trip staff just like they run quick. They'll be like checking out four people at the same time. I don't know how they do it. 
I, I, I will search out the Costco bathroom for the kid. Cause I, and they got the change. They have the changing table in there for people. Anyway. I got a book for you. I don't know right. if you've read it it's called tribe on homecoming and belonging by Sebastian nope. Junger. And um, I read it. I think it's really good. It's about, um, you know, kind of like the, the need for belonging and community is written by a war reporter. Um, oh. So I think you really enjoy it. It's an easy read. It's a book I give to like, um, you know, everyone I'm close with. There's someone, uh, you know, that's like in my circle, whether it's my employees or, you know, people I'm working with. Um, I just think it gives a great perspective on, um, you know, society and, you know, the things that pull us together, like a like a board in the kitchen, you know, and stuff like that. So Sebastian Junger is the author tribe. Check it out. We have to go because we have to wrap up before an hour so we can post on a lot of these platforms. But I got you. We go. Um, you know, I, I've had your website pulled up. I've got your name on the screen right now. Where oh, can people you. where can people connect with you? Uh fifthandcherry.com. Uh excuse me. Uh at Twitter is fifth and fifth underscore cherry. Uh, but personally, look, if there's an entrepreneur listening that has any questions or like, hey, I heard you mention something, or you're you're missing the point about something, I welcome conversation. You can find me on Twitter at TJ Razor. So just T at TJ Razor. I my DMs are open. You know, if someone Someone wants to reach out to me there, Tim at fifthandcherry.com. Uh, we're on all the platforms, Instagram, Instagram and Facebook, but just shoot me an email. I'll, I'll, I'm more than happy to talk to anybody about anything because I'm telling you, the people that you meet uh, through these types of interactions are just, it's just amazing to me. World's awesome. really well, good. Yeah. You know, from the show, make sure you let them know you're from the startup hustle. Um, I'd love Please. to hear about it. Like, I'd love to hear about the connections that happen from the show. I'm gonna have all of Tim's information at Fitz and Cherry in the bio notes of um, you know, on the podcast and the YouTube links on the Facebook, wherever you're watching. So if you guys are driving or listening in the car, um, you know, you can check back in later. Um, fifth and cherry, the website is beautiful. I promise you won't like, if you care about e-commerce, if you care about branding, take a look, it's beautiful. Um, he's got a story on there. Um, Tim, it's been awesome just hearing your story, hearing your heart, hearing your passion about your brand. Um, you know, I talk to a lot of brands all the time and, uh, it's not always the case, uh, you know, and it's just um, as someone that's very passionate about, you know, what I do and, and I, I love to tell stories. And so it, it usually a lot of times it's a lot easier to tell a story for somebody that has one to tell, you know. And so, uh, you know, as a brand, yeah. as a person, you know, so you just appreciate a strong, strong branding. Um, so it's been a pleasure meeting you. I hope we stay connected. Um, Please, yeah. I'm not as much so I have to connect with you on on a different platform um but we we will stay connected thank you so much for being on the uh, show thank you I, I appreciate this opportunity yeah the, the first time i met you and i've loved this so this is for anyone listening this is a very authentic conversation which i really enjoyed so thank Great. you um thank you so much tim and thanks again to our sponsor for today's episode fullscale.io helping you build software teams quickly and affordably we'll see you next time hustlers Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.